Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Got my sister like a cat now when she fucked this strange guy. <laughs> and my best friend, he's a, he, he's, what? hello and welcome along to the. Staring at girls on the sly, saying yeah. soon I'm gonna be a big fry. Soon I'm gonna be a big fry. Dun, 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 dun. Well, I've got this necklace device that lets me look up skirts a lot, and it's a little morally dubious. Dun, dun, dun. There's a new teacher starting at my school, and she's really hot, but she's also cool, and she's teaching me a little something about sexuality. Dun, 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 dun. Well, I got in trouble with the pussy cat, and my neighbor's real fine, so what you think of that? And I had a boner or two. And I shoved a bully at school. Whoo, I got a oh, big wow. detention and I got a bruise. At the end of the movie, I got Tom Cruise. It was a recurring and dream that came to me in uh, a pool. Holy hell, you've been struck by the arrow of inspiration. <laughs> you really fucked it up there, though, didn't you? I would have kept going all day. Well, you know, for context, I think it's important that we don't because Tim most and I, of what I just said was in the. In fact, pretty much everything was in the movie. That's right. What's that movie? Why it's Emmanuel's pie? No, this entire episode will be sung. I shall not take part. I simply shan't. No, seriously, I can't. I can't. I don't have the energy for that. I've got this app on a string sitting on a podcast. God, guys, sit next to me now. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Da, 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 da. We're not those guys. Mm, 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 mm. Hey, hey now. now, it's the worst idea. 
it's 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 a it works better as a conversational podcast. So previously, oh pish tosh, pish posh, pish posh. I was ah. taking a <laughs> taking a splosh. <laughs> Do you know Bobby Darren won a bet with that song? Did Bobby Darren sing Splish Splash? Oh fuck yeah, I think so. I don't know that he did. No, you're right. It wasn't Bobby Darren. Who was it? Bobby Darren gets a lot more airtime on this podcast than you think. Look, guys, we've just watched Emmanuel's Pie. It is. <laughs> That's not the name. Is it not Emmanuel's Pie? <laughs> it's just Emmanuel Pie, like American Pie, not Emmanuel's Pie. That would be a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was called American Pie. I always thought it was called America's Pie. <laughs> it's America's Pie, Tom. <laughs> Uh, it's an incredible fusion. It's sort of like, you know, conceptually people are always talking about like pirates or, you know, it, or... Guess uh, what, motherfucker? Splish Splash was by Bobby Darren. Any more questions? No. What bet did he win? Um, let me see if it's on the wiki. It was written by DJ Murray the K. Murray Kaufman, that is, who bet that Darren could not write a song that began with the words splish splash, I was taking a bath, <laughs> as suggested by Murray's mother, Jean Kaufman. The song was credited to Darren and Jean Murray, a combination of their names, to avoid any hint of payola. Do you know about payola? It was a um, pay-for-play scam that rocked the airwaves in America from like the 50s onwards. It was Darren's first hit, and the song, it was his first hit. And the song helped him to give uh, helped give him a major boost in his career, reaching number three on the United States pop single charts and number two on the R and B bestsellers chart. R and B's come a long way, hasn't it? Splish Splash <laughs> was Darren's only entry on the C and W bestsellers and stores chart, where it peaked at number fourteen. So every now and then, folks, when someone bets you that you can't do something, and then like a child, you take the bait. It could launch your career. That is a very cool origin story for that song. Like, it, that's a, almost a gag. It's like being like, I bet you can't write a joke about bathing, but it's a song. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. Because it's a song about bathing. Yeah. So the one thing you changed in your example was the medium. Yeah. Mm. It is similar. Mm. I feel an energy dynamic between us here that I live in fear of. You love it. You absolutely love it. I don't love it. I don't want to be the downtrodden, low-energy guy. I want to be where you are. Then come meet me at the top of the mountain. Why? You've been drinking from a flagon of tea, and I've been sipping my giant gallon of water. It's herbal tea, man. Well. Get your head out of your ass. We're, we're on the record now. Come on now. Pull your socks up. I, well, I, my socks are up, man. I was trying to talk about Emmanuel's pie, and then you la- <laughs> you laughed me down. You told me about Bobby Darren, yeah, and now you're you're making fun of my very weak analogies. You forgot with the song opening as well. We did. We started with a musical number. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, but basically, this movie exists at the crosshairs between the Emmanuel 2000 franchise and iconic teen high school coming-of-age film, American Pie. Slash pseudo-sexual assault fantasy franchise, Emmanu- American Pie. Emmanuel has lost her mind-control powers. They got trapped in that computer. Uh-oh. 
Uh, when, you guys know about the computer, You right? know the, about the computer from back in that episode with Hum and Naomi when um, everyone got too horny? You know the name of that episode? Titplay.com.au. While you're here, you might as well check out their show on Netflix as well. Why are you like this? Mm-hmm. But uh, basically this guy, this regular high school student who's on graduation day, stumbles into these mind-reading powers that previously belonged to Emmanuel and starts exploiting them for his benefit and his friend's benefit. And I guess kind of out of curiosity and hilarity and hijinks ensue. Emmanuel goes to the school under the guise of a relief teacher to find the person who now possesses the mind-control device or powers. And, uh, yeah, yeah, because the, the first thing that happens is a guy tries to change his grade in the computer system because he's about to graduate high school. Well, he's not. He was, he's meant to graduate. I know. But he then finds out his grades aren't good enough, so he's got to go to summer school. He breaks into the principal's office, tries to change his grade. The computer's got that sort of Windows 95 screensaver on it that looks like a really erotic pulsating butthole, <laughs> and he touches the middle of the butthole and then becomes sexually supercharged. Yeah. Some sort of disciplinarian yet beautiful teacher comes into the principal's office. I'm sorry, can I hit pause for a second? Did you see Freakazoid? Because this is kind of the plot line of Freakazoid. The animated TV show. Freakazoid, Freakazoid. Yeah, about a nerd who gets the entirety of the internet, which at the time, you know, wasn't exactly what it is now, because I think that cartoon was out in the late 90s, downloaded into his brain. Because his... I don't know why the fuck I remember this, but I can remember the first episode for some reason. That's cool, man. I just remember his costume and that part of the theme song. And he's a crazy guy. There's like a microchip. He's a normal guy at the start. He's just a teenage guy. But when he's freakazoid. And there's a a microchip that comes out. It's like a new computer processor or something. He's like, yeah, this is the best ever. And he puts it in. And then you kind of get like this flash to the guys who make the computer chip. And they're like, oh, no, there's this one flaw. If anyone ever presses this exact combination of keystrokes, they'll download the internet into their brain. And and then everyone's like, ah, it's so unlikely it'll never happen. And then his cat just runs over the keyboard and fucking he becomes freakazoid. So it's kind of like this. Because he he just, the whole computer just fucking downloads sexual... And Chaos then, so, into and his then brain. this guy starts... Um, and mind control powers for some reason. Yeah, he starts by accidentally mind controlling this disciplinarian teacher who's, who busts onto him in the principal's office and says, you're going to get in trouble. And then somehow he winds up mind controlling her and the janitor into fucking on the principal's desk. I don't think the janitor was mind controlled. <laughs> yeah, that, I think the janitor was just at the right place at the right time. Yeah, he was reticent at the start, but he found his way. Yeah, he, he came in it. and this teacher was sort of, I guess, kind of masturbating on the desk. And he was like, Miss Miss Robinson. Oh, holy mackerel. Holy Miss Parker. Yeah, holy mackerel, Miss Parker. Yeah, and then they the start voice. having that's sex. It. And he goes, mother of God, Miss Parker. He was like a Z-list John Wayne impersonator that they got in. And he was a he sensation. He had swagger. He had true swagger and an old southern charm. Mm. He was a man who was uh, delicate about the concept of nudity and respected a more traditional approach to women being topless in the principal's office when you walk in to clean it. Which is which un- is to say, I shouldn't be here, you should put your clothes on. Yeah, it's on. unprofessional. But through sheer tyranny of will, she seduces <laughs> him and then he falls in love with her and uh, she's sort of embarrassed by the whole thing. 
and it's sort of you know it's just this lovely hilarious subplot not really guys checking if that's true in the rolodex I'm of really his mind. battling for energy today Tim that's okay that's why there's two of us pal yeah. me grab an oar yin yin and yang well if we both row at the same time with our current energy levels yeah we're going to go in circles uh yep. you're an oarsman but I'm a helmsman do you know what those mean? Nope. <laughs> do you? The helmsman helms the boat. So do I steer the direction? I think so. And then you provide the power. Yeah. Well, we need to flip. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it was actually a really, really fun. Ed Helmsman. It was, yeah, that's good. It was a really fun movie. It was, yeah, this one rocked. It had, I got, there was one genuine laugh out of me. And uh, they also, Sort of when they got to the sex scenes, they were striking a very uncomfortable or unusual balance of eroticism and comedy, and also they had some of those iconic Emmanuel two thousand cutaways between sex scenes, where it was like they're having sex, and then also they're having sex next to an aquarium. So why not enjoy this shot of a jellyfish or a manta ray, perhaps? Maybe you'd like to see a clownfish. And then there was another one where the cutaways were a cu- uh, not the cue ball. The white oh, ball. yeah, a pool table where someone kept singing the white ball. <laughs> so people were having sex. And then in between different strokes or sexual positions, mm. you'd cut to a pool table and just some anonymous person draining a white ball into the corner. Hey, listen, this movie fucking ruled. Um, this was, I would say, probably the best Emmanuel, definitely the best Emmanuel 2000. Yeah. I don't think there's any that beat it. The original Emmanuel 2000 is in the, is in the conversation. The one where we under, we're introduced to the world. This It felt like we turned a corner. Like you could tell they had, first of all, they had a completely different writer and director for this one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a first timer. Still helmed by master executive producer Elaine Suritsky. I think he owns the sort of IP, doesn't he, at this point? For Feels like it. He's master. getting all of these off the ground. He's, he's also the guy who was responsible for Emmanuel and Rio, our previous watch. Oh, that's right. Hey, look, you've got to try things sometimes and they don't always work out. You know, certainly, and the guy was fucking experimenting. It's the mid two thousands. He's sending people to Brazil to improvise a porno. He's like watching American Pie at the cinema and coming home and telling people, that. "I want that, but porn." And he did it as well. Like this movie is um, probably four very good comedians in a writer's room away from actually being American Pie. Oh, and like if you take away some of the nudity, because you know, like it had a pretty good story. And it had, Tell me, what's the story then? Um, what's the pretty good story? You want like the plot sort of blow by blow, like the beats, or uh, more like the kind of theme sort of Just the, like the theme, I guess. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want the theme. Or I want the synopsis and the theme. You say it's really good. The I want syn- to know why you think that. The theme. Um, I think it's enjoyable All right, here's the here's the synopsis. Um. Teenage boy cannot graduate, hacks the computer system to avoid going to summer school, accidentally downloads the entire sexual program that Emmanuel 2000 has been devising with her scientist buddies. Uh, In addition, he inherits the mind control powers of the devices that are part of this program. you're doing really well. So his powers are unbeknownst to him. He uses them on the deputy principal who walks in while he's hacking the computer system. Uh, accidentally she, makes she her... deputy principal, do you reckon? Yes. Okay, yeah. 
makes her um, horny. horny as fuck. And then the sex scene that you've already mentioned happens with the janitor while he is hidden under the desk to avoid detection and expulsion. And then he's um, teaming up with his best friend, a guy named whatever you like. Call him Sam. Sam. Sam and Frodo. There they are, brothers in arms with the power of the one ring. And actually, this does match because at one point, Sam gets the, they steal the, so Emmanuel comes because she's like, hey, someone in this school has got access to my fucking she, powers. She, she can, they can send on a map like where all the sexual energy is. So yeah. she finds it that way and poses as a substitute teacher. She comes to get what's hers. And so now we're in summer school and he had to attend. And so we're there. And he steals her handbag, Emmanuel's handbag out of the classroom after a very funny scene where he's controlling Mitch, the school bully, and makes him fall onto his own erect penis. Yeah. And then slam his own bruised erect penis into the desk. When he falls down on his erect penis, I laughed. I laughed hard. I really did. <laughs> and I, I laughed, and I also winced. Like, they got every single response that they would have hoped to You're on board. This is a great film. And um, they steal the handbag. Within the handbag is the device the heart necklace and the tiara. And so they start to experiment and find out more about how this all works. Meanwhile, our lead character retains these powers of telepathy and a sort of mental manipulation as well. Also, he meets his neighbor, the very beautiful cat-owning Tiffany. Yeah. This is important, and we will return to it later. (laughs) He runs out of his house because he's so late to get to his graduation that he bowls her over in a um, romantic moment of happenstance, and she is fine with getting absolutely fucking pretty much tackles her like a middle (laughs) linebacker. My God, it is violent to see and harrowing because it's on concrete, and you're like, "Fuck, man! I hope no one hit their head." But she's actually very giggly and um and fine with it. Sam has a diversion where he gains access to the devices. They kind of figure out what's going on. Oh, no, sorry. Sam teams up with the main guy, who I want to call Tom. Sure. And Tom's like, these powers are very powerful. I can do all kinds of shit. So they're like, okay, let's do a test. So he goes to the cheerleaders who are going into the shower room, and he's like, you cannot see, my friend. You can't see Sam. You can't hear Sam. And and so Sam stays in the locker room like a, uh, a creepy, invisible man and just watches them while they're naked and, you know, slapping each other with towels and roughhousing and all that fun stuff that cheerleaders do. <laughs> and um, and But then he starts kind of like uh, touching them and then they get very turned on but confused because they don't know, like, what's happening. So they start making out with each other, but then his invisibility fades. Why does it fade? Um, because... Uh, main guy, Tom, decides to go fuck off and do something else. So, like, the spell is broken. He, uh, I felt like it was related to the device. He turns on the device. Oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah. Ma- no. Uh, no, because I don't think that's to do with the device. And also, who cares? I don't think it's to do with the device, though. That's his mental powers. He he gets, he gets like, distracted by something else. I can't remember what it is. Maybe Emmanuel comes along at that point. And he's like, oh, now I'm going to concentrate on something else. So they're no longer under his spell. It's either that or the device. Who cares? Anyway, he becomes visible, gets beaten the fuck out of by these four 
cheerleaders. Yeah, but it still gets off pretty lightly. Yes, yeah, all things considered. Um, what else then happens? So then we've got, um, well, we've got the sister, don't we? So Tom's sister is in the scene, and uh, Tom figures out that he can do stuff like make her lend her car to him, something she would never in her right mind normally do. That's right. Very Ferris Bueller kind of dynamic. There's a lot of movie references in this one as well, which I enjoyed. Like I felt, I felt like I got a lot of Ferris Bueller. Um, there was a, a line from Network. What line? Um, I can't remember what the take on it was, but it was something like, I'm horny and I'm not going to take it anymore. Oh, yeah. Sam, one of the things about this movie is Sam kind of represents it as a forebear for incel culture. Sam is the friend of Tom. Yeah, but he does. Yeah. Yeah, he is, but kind of like a prototype of it. Yeah, I feel but like he's, oh, not he's very as, prototypical. He's not like gun toting. No, 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 no. Chan. Oh no! Yet. But he's a dweeb, and he's like it's a bit of an origin story. And he's that useless, could go either way. and because he can't get with women, he's like, I'm. Con- that's it. I'm convinced women have no sex drive. Yes, he believes women have no sex drive, and that it requires a what does he say? A dictionary, a thesaurus, and uh, and Carter to decode yeah, yeah. their complicated thought process. I think he would only get himself in further knots. He'd tie himself up. Quoting Encarta dates this movie to like within a nine-month period for me in did, terms of when it was Did made. you have Encarta 96? Nah, man. We couldn't afford a computer with a CD-ROM. Are you kidding me? We had Encarta 96. Holy shit. Check we, out the big balls on Montgomery. We had a Commodore 64 in 96, which was a computer from the 80s, and it fucking hooned. What would you do on it? Play games, man. What games? There was one called the Guyana Sisters, which was a complete like pixel-for-pixel pixel rip off of Super Mario Bros. Except they just reskinned the sprites so that instead of two plumber brothers, it was two, who knows, sisters <laughs> going through the exact same maps with the exact same enemies doing the exact same stuff. Can you imagine trying to get that game published now? That's so cool. There's a whole bunch of kind of shit like that going on in, in knockoff games. So good. Whizball. Fuck, man. Whizball was so good. Whizball's got one of the best soundtracks of any game ever. Is it 8-bit? Yeah. You Ext- love it. Extremely 8-bit. But it's like it's like metal. It's like a fucking... It's like heavy metal composed into an 8-bit synthesizer. It's very good. Anyway, back to the film. So um, we got this... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge 
advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Sister, right? She's fucking around with her friends. Oh, yeah. Then um, Tom comes home at one point and he's like, ah, fuck you, sister. You're full of hot air, hot gas. Yes. Because she's given him beef. And, and he like accidentally makes her fart heaps in front of her friends, which is very funny. And, then she, and very embarrassing for her. She disappears. To do a poo. She disappears to go shit in a toilet instead of in her bikini where she was in a lounger. And, um, <laughs> uh, and, and, and then, I mean, cut forward because I can't remember a little bit in the middle. But then we've got Sam decides to really fucking become the mad scientist of this duo. And he's like, listen, this device has got some untapped potential. So he puts one necklace on the sister and the... <laughs> he, puts, no, he puts the oh, tiara, tiara on, on the sister, sister and a necklace on a cat, <laughs> which belongs to, you guessed it, Tiffany, the heartthrob neighbor. You said it would come back and, and it and, did. And it did. But he somehow gets their wires crossed. And so instead of Tiffany controlling the cat, the, the cat, cat controls Tiff. No, not Tiffany, sorry, the sister. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. Tiffany's yeah. looking for her cat. Yeah. Who's running around with so, this bracelet on, controlling Tom's sister, who's like out Tom, at the club. Tom's sister is now on heat and a cat, but <laughs> inhabiting a human's body, like a 19-year-old girl's body. And shows up to find her mates at the club, and she does. And she keeps rubbing up on all the guys she's meeting until one of them and her go to the bathroom, and they start having sex. And he starts, she she's, starts she's meowing. howling, howling like a cat He starts heat. barking like a dog, <laughs> which I yeah. actually... Like, I really respect that in terms of embracing the experience and saying, okay, let's play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really good move from the guy. But then he freaks out when she starts scratching him and he runs out of the bathroom. He said, she scratched me. No, he says, she bit me. I think I need a rabies shot to his friends. And, but that is um, before a a scene where they, they like kind of, uh, dangle in front of your eyes like a carrot in front of a horse that will never be able to obtain it. A lesbian scene uh, wherein, so this this cat is a, a young woman cannot get satisfaction immediately in the bar, and she goes to the toilets, and then this woman comes in and like investigates this <laughs> howling noise coming from one of the stalls. Open the doors. There's a woman who's in a state of undress going hammering tongs on yourself and she says do you want a hand oh, hey that, can i give you a hand that's a that's a different scene prior yeah that's what i'm saying all right so uh but not the cat that's not the cat that's yeah, the deputy is. principal 
Oh, is it? Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, true. before he starts running his experiments on people and cats, he runs one on the <laughs> deputy principal and himself. And he, oh, yeah, I forgot about that whole bit. He takes over the deputy principal's body and goes yes. to this. They've obviously got clearance to shoot in this one location, and he goes into the bathroom and looks at her, and then he starts like. He can't take off the brassiere because he's never dealt with a brassiere before. So he That's tries to funny. Pull it over her head, and he actually also tries to pull her skirt and underpants over her head. Very funny stuff. And that woman who played the deputy principal was a tour de force. If there was an Oscar for best comedy performance in a softcore porno parodying a popular film at the time, it should go to her because she very rarely got to play like she was constantly embodying other characters or other people's desires within herself. And what is an actor if not embodying the powers and perspectives of other people? She had to perform an incredible balancing act of being uh, arousing and also hilarious. Get this. She's fumbling with her titties and making you laugh. <laughs> can you imagine can, such a Can world? you even picture it? Can you even fucking picture it? That's why it's funny to do a porn parody or a porn... Is it a parody? Yep. Or is it an homage? Or like yeah, both? Neither. It's like I reckon it's to, both. to parody a comedy is very difficult. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, to that's do a good so, point. To do through do so through the prism of porn is like an incredible challenge. Like conceptually, it makes sense, but also the guys who loved American Pie were probably just jerking off to American Pie. They don't need a porn equivalent. Oh yeah, to the, be gu- like, the guys. Yeah, whoever whoever the fuck they are. Yeah, whoever they were, whoever was of that age at that time. They don't need a porn parody to be introduced to suddenly masturbate to. True. Yeah, true. Which, is Which makes this so fantastic. It's yeah. Completely it's... needless. Well, you say that though, but didn't it, didn't American Pie actually get released with like an R thirteen or something like that? So that more more horny, you know, pubescent no, 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 see it? No. Oh, there might have been a version, I think but that's... American Pie was famously R sixteen. R sixteen. There was there was nudity in it. R sixteen, okay, but this is a softcore porno, so this is like you know probably R twenty one in a lot of US states. More hardcore. Yeah, this was the next level. This was like if you've got an older brother or a very irresponsible uncle who can obtain this for you, and you're fifteen years of age, this is the fucking one to get. It just makes it. It makes the yeah. It's 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 just a phenomenal balancing act to be like we're really funny and also arousing. Yeah. And they kind of did it. Also, just from like a production standpoint, I feel like we've turned a corner in terms of the cameras and stuff. This, d- despite the fact that the uh, particular version we were watching was incredibly low resolution, not rendered in the crisp six <laughs> K that they shot in. No, sadly not. Um, but you know, you can tell that they've really stepped their game up on a lot of fronts in terms of the cinematography. Very, very creative use of um. Found footage. Oh, yeah. To establish the scope of the high school graduation ceremony, we just saw our hero, Tom, in his graduating gown. And then there was like spliced into footage of like home footage of True hand probably footage. some, like probably Alain Suritsky or someone's like actual child's graduation ceremony, yeah. which was also in the same royal blue gowns. No faces, but just like a lot of people proceeding up and down. Crowd shots of a um, football. Field. Stadium, not a stadium. If it's a high school, a field. football field set up for a, a large public event. What do you think of the pomp and circumstance with which America ushers its youths off from high school to the next chapter of their lives? Because we do not have an equivalent. No, I. Uh, 
it, I mean, honestly, it's one of the few ones that does look fun. Like graduating high school does feel significant. It is a big deal. And, and in we don't America, really mark yeah, it. They, we have a ball. We have a, a formal dance. and that's Yeah, it. but they have like, they. I like that a high school graduation is like, you know what? You must have had like a prize giving and stuff, which I imagine would have been a big deal at your school. We did have a prize giving. Uh, yeah. Was that revered by all? Was that like, that, that would be nah, a Nah, it, it's just like a, a thing that you've got to get through. It's like you just have to sit down and watch all the smart people go up on stage for two hours. Hmm. It's not. Did uh, you get anything, guys? I got. You're, in, a, smart, you're a smart guy. Nah, you're a talented man. In in the last year of high school, I got a prize for drama. Nice one. Because I was always stirring the pot. What, what do you <laughs> Should mean? have been a prize for cooking. We're just creating <laughs> drama. Uh, no, I got it for <laughs> for my for my for my work in the drama class, and then I also got a prize. Was, hey, hold on now. Was it attached to a specific um, performance? No, it was like um, just a general. It's like getting a prize for English, mm-hmm. just like because that year you performed the best in your English car class. So that year I performed the best in my drama class. Oh, yeah, and then I also got a prize for art, a subject which I did not take, and I didn't say anything. <laughs> And what the fuck? Accepted the prize. Seriously? Yeah. And apparently the art teacher, when they watched the graduation ceremony, they were like, huh, hold on a second. Guy doesn't take art. I can only imagine there would have been some fucking slighted art students at your school. Oh, big time. Looking at that. How does that even happen? I don't know. I mean, the, if you want to know the truth, the real, um, the real moment of the... The ceremony was that a, a fellow pupil at the school had had an illicit affair with an English teacher. Did that come out um... on the day of prize giving? <laughs> oh, and fuck. they won the English prize. Oh my god! And they got a standing ovation when they received the English prize. Fucking hell! Yeah. I mean, that was sort Big of day. the scene-stealing moment of the day. But yeah. it's nothing like an American high school graduation. Yeah. It's like it was, you know. It's because they, I feel like American high, but then again, we only see the TV and movie version of American high school. I think it's far more diverse than the, you know, singular experience we get fed through these sorts of products. Uh, yes. You know what but, I mean? There's, I mean, there's to, thousands to, of schools in America. To an extent, I agree. But by and large, I think you've experienced America. I've seen it. All of the I've been there. Like, the, they just turn the intensity up on everything. And so a high school graduation ceremony, yes, they're not all exactly rendered like they are in the in the Hollywood movies or even in the Emmanuel Elaine Saritsky movies. But there's a version of it. At but, yeah, school. yeah. And they all exist on a much higher plane of pomp and circumstance there's a weird sort of triangle of um like military style parading football worship and uh maybe it's not a triangle maybe it's those two things that sort of feed into a lot of their ceremonies and Mm. i I particularly think a graduation ceremony so it's like there's always sort of it looks like there's always marching bands involved yeah Which I can fuck there, with because I love a marching yeah, band. Yeah, there, there should be, but it is very militaristic in a way. Yeah, that while well, football and the military are in bed together, the 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 army they love each other. Yeah, the they army really care a lot about each other. Pays for the NFL and they do flyovers and have like yeah, it's military themed matches where everyone's wearing camo yeah. sort of trim uniforms. It's pretty fucked up when you think about it deeply. 
it's like the military is so embedded in America's self-perception it is a huge part of why the country's broken. It's pretty smart, though. It makes a lot of sense when you start doing a light cursory read of America's uh, economy mm. on Wikipedia and realize that weapons manufacture comprises a huge portion of their GDP. Then mm. you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get it now. I understand. Anyway, Emmanuel Pye. Um, A study on the state of America's military (laughs) industrial complex. And its interaction with the education system. It didn't meditate on any of these issues. No. Sadly, there was an opportunity missed. Elaine Sarinsky. It didn't really pause to reflect on anything that was happening. It just you know, I misspoke as well. I said that this movie was a snapshot of what America looked like just before 2001. That was incorrect because this movie was made in 2003. Wow. I thought we That's... were looking at a pre-9-11 America, but we weren't. No. I thought that it was set in a small town somewhere in America that was not one of the main cities. But yes. it was still conspicuous in the absence of shots of the Twin Towers. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else happened in the movie that we've missed? So she becomes a cat. Oh, yeah, and then they kind of... I've just... got a question. Oh, boy. Hello. Did you get a boner? Is this the boner inspector? Yeah. It doesn't sound like him. And I've also forgotten his... What's your first name again, boner inspector? If you don't remember, you don't know. Oh, fair enough, man. Sorry about that. It's very rude of me. I'm not great with names. I hear you blowing the trumpet of this Emmanuel's pie. Dude, this one fucking... Slammed. It was great. Did it, it really slam good. some uh, taut muscle into your flaccid penis? Jesus Christ, that's biological. No, it didn't slam any. How did you put that? It didn't slam any taut, taut muscle. muscle into your flaccid penis. Yeah, no, none of that for me. Um, but I think you know, on a different day in a different setting, mayhaps there was a lot of there was a lot of um, nudity and a lot of fucking and some more explicit sex than mm. we've been privy to in um, basically any of the other Emmanuel's. Did that excite you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Thrilling to see, but not enough to not arousing. Um, develop a physiological response to God. the material. Damn. Um, let me check on Guy, though. Guy? Yeah. You got anything to report to El Bono di Inspector? <laughs> El Diablo. Uh, no. He's no. the devil? Oh, possibly. Plot twist. Oh, for fuck's sake. The boner inspector is Satan himself. Can't I talk about my penis for a second? I'd love that you would. Uh, no. Certainly, I reckon, approach turgid time, but never, 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 not a boner to inspect. Turgid time sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you would like that, you sinister creep. <laughs> yeah, especially if he's Lucifer, a fallen angel. On a desperate hunt for boners. Well, I'll be looking elsewhere. Okay, see you, bro. You know, they always said that the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing us he wasn't real. Maybe he's been the boner inspector the whole time. People love the the idea of the devil. Yeah. Gives us something to do, doesn't it? To think about the devil. Mm-hmm. They say, better the devil you know. So the boner inspector. Well, better better not to know a devil. No, hold on. That goes against what you're saying. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. So we should befriend the devil. Keep your enemies close. Oh, shit. Your friends close and your enemies closer. We should really embrace the boner inspector. I've always liked him. 
Yeah, he's got a good energy to him. He's got a dark edge, but he seems friendly and warm and open. It's like he's trapped on a pretty fruitless endeavor. Yeah, I do feel for him, that's for sure. Also, do you know what's tough? What's tough, guy? Well, like, I was just thinking he could just watch one of the movies and he'd get to see a boner that way, but... Maybe we should invite. Maybe we're we de- should get him on as a guest. We're dealing with a softcore franchise that doesn't actually have boners in movies. He's talking to the wrong guys. That doesn't have boners in movies. Oh, like he, like, like even if seeing... he watched the movie with us, he wouldn't see a boner. Mm. He would see the concept of a boner. Yeah, but I don't know if the boner inspector is like Santa Claus esque in terms of visiting every young boy and girl to I... inspect their genitals. <laughs> I think you've used the wrong adjectives and descriptors for who he's inspecting. The grown and consenting men and women. Correct. I uh, yeah. He does just turn up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a... But is he like sort of an omnipotent force who's able to visit? He's, he's every day. He's out. adult, growing, old men and women yeah, yeah. all over the world. Every day, simultaneously. he's out working his beat. Shit, man. Working to find someone. That's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Do you reckon he's got like an equivalent of Santa's elves? <laughs> Boner's helpers? I reckon he does. What, and what do they do? Collect a lot of data. From? The internet. He's looking for hot spots. Oh, I it's see. It's like which country is looking up the most porn? Feels like something Jurex would publish in a press release. Every yeah, year I feel or like so. there's always a press release coming out that people are looking at more porn than ever oh, before. Pornhub, maybe. Mm. They put that kind of stuff out there. <laughs> and they say, you're not going to believe this. Hey, guess what, everybody? We we uh, we gave everyone free access to pornography, and uh, you wouldn't believe it. They're, they're watching res- it. They're responding with Can't enthusiastic eyes. Um, I guess there's. Who's that through the window? Oh. <laughs> is he coming in or is he's, he walking off? He's ambling. <laughs> I don't think he's coming in today. Is he? Ah, oh, fuck. Fellas! <laughs> oh, shit. Let me get the door. Hello. <laughs> Hi, George. Hi. How are you? Oh, so tired. Yeah, you sound beat, my dude. I've not slept in days. What's been happening? Why haven't you slept in so long? I, um... I've been smoking a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> smoking cigs that's keeping you up. Because the nicotine is a stimulant. Yeah. Fuck. Shit, dude. Um, Have you been a smoker your whole life, or is this a recent it's, thing? It's new. Yeah, right. Is it in response to anything? Like has something gone wrong and you've been like, man, better hit the cigs. I, I, <clears throat> I read on a packet of cigarettes that smoking can cause impotence. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, true. Fuck, that's pretty smart. So you'd think, but I feel like it's just making things harder. Um, here's what hey, I... Hey, I saw a friendly looking guy in a postman's uniform walk past. Mm-hmm. He had a big hat on that yes. said boner inspector. That's and the I... boner inspector. What does he do? He looks for boners. You know this guy? Yeah. <laughs> he comes and visits us every episode. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Um, it has actually been floated in the past. I won't lie to you, George. We've sort of toyed with the concept of giving you two kids together, but we're not quite sure what the ramifications would be. It's sort of like... We'd have a hell of a boner to inspect. Can I ask you this? Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? No. Oh, this is tricky then. I'm going to continue with the analogy for those who have. <laughs> so we've got the key master and the gatekeeper, and if those two get together, they're both quite powerful beings by themselves, but... If we get them together in the form of Dana and Lewis, whose bodies they inhabit, then we're going to have a gateway open for Goza to visit Earth. That's going to be bad. Um, so I kind of feel like maybe we should keep you kids separated and apart. But there is something that sort of lends us. I mean, you've got a massive boner. He is desperately trying to find a boner. There is, you know, a, a certain... We sound kind of simpatico. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. But I'm just worried about the fallout and the scale of it. You been you know? brainstorming any pornos for me, boys? I honestly, I don't know if you should stick around. I, I, I you feel don't like, like my energy? No, I just feel like you should get some rest or something. Like I feel like you're going to... I feel like hell. Yeah, it feels like you're going to cause permanent damage. Uh, I think I have. Yeah, you had like a psychotic break or something? Well, my fingers look very jaundiced. Yeah. How many cigarettes are you smoking? Like, T- ten an hour. It's quite a lot. And you're not sleeping, so we'll just... 240 in a day. Mm-hmm. I've smoked a thousand cigarettes since I last slept. Fuck me. Because... I would say, like, you know, 10 to 12 cigarettes in a day is, is you know, moderate to high. You have, you ever been a smoker? Me? Uh, I haven't. But I did work as a phone counselor at Quitline for a bit, which is a smoking cessation uh, phone service. Maybe I could call you up. Yeah, I, I could talk you through it right now. I mean, you're here. Ring, ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. Hi, it's me, George Lazenby, the best and only Bond I can't stop smoking cigarettes because I'm trying to make my boner go down. Any tips? <laughs> Only the one that you've already described by the sounds of it. What a unique... It's poking out my shirt collar. Situation. Um, George, let me ask you this. I'm Tim, by the way. It's nice to meet you. You too. Uh, do you want to quit smoking? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I can't remember any of the training. So, how many cigarettes do you smoke at the moment? Ten an hour. Ten an hour, and um, you sound like a man who doesn't sleep at all. No, not lately. So, um, uh, why, why, why do you want to quit smoking? I want to sleep. You want to sleep, and the cigarettes are keeping you up. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic uh, reason, and um, and a great goal. So, um, have you ever tried quitting smoking before? No, no. It's the first time to try it. How long have you been smoking for, George? Five days. <laughs> Five days, okay. Crushing darts right off the bat. Um, well, look, there's a number of options uh, available to us, but um, the main thing is, we. what times do you find yourself crushing a dart? Every 10 minutes. Like on the dot? Yeah. Because um, we can kind of give you some chemical assistance to help with the nicotine withdrawals and that kind of thing, that, that physical addiction but um the truth of the matter is the far stronger addiction is the psychological one Mm. the association you have it to certain times in your day or as a stress response for example so it's not just smoking what do you mean well i I think my penis is addicted to being hard (laughs) yeah okay well we're only really equipped to deal with uh the first one of those two problems so what 
what we might look at doing is finding some sort of um, substitute, something you could do every 10 minutes instead of having a cigarette. Um, we could even do this in a sort of graduated process where every second cigarette, you know, to start off with, maybe on day one, you replace with something else. Mm. Um, some some things that have helped people in the past, you could use like a fidget spinner or you could have something that you just can use, you know, with your hands, something you do with your hands every 10 minutes. Um toothpicks to kind of help with that, you know, oral mm. fixation sort of thing. Uh, this is a slightly unusual one, but if you're at home a lot, um, frozen lemon juice in an ice cube, there's something about the citrus that helps with the... Sounds uh, quite nice. Breaking down the nicotine withdrawals. And also it kind of ties up your mouth. I'd love an ice cube. Well, why, why don't we kick off with that? And um, do you want to try the patches maybe as well? No. No, you just want to try sort of... Lemon ice. Only, um, yeah. off the back of 246 a day. Is that, we got that correct? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, sweet as, uh, look, get in touch with us tomorrow and let me know how, we'll have a chat again. Thanks, Tim. See how you're going. And See you later. Get on with those ice cubes. That guy sounds in a very bad way. Jesus Christ. Worried about our boy, George. Yeah, man. Week to week, huh? Never know what you're going to get with that guy, but Absolutely it's not. becoming worse. Yeah. So, in conclusion, <laughs> Emmanuel Pi, uh, ten bonus out of ten. Fantastic. Yeah. I give it nine bonus out of ten, but I mean, honestly, a faithful mashup of the two source materials, Emmanuel and America's Pie. Uh, we've got a live show coming up on May the 20th. If you live in Auckland, you can attend in person. And if you don't, you can attend because we're going to attempt to do a live stream. That's right. And we'll be ticketed because uh, the way we're planning this live show at the moment, we're definitely going to lose money, but that's okay. We're doing it for the for entertainment the, value. For the love of it. And wow. the stress of organizing it. Yeah, that's also fun. That's why we're doing it. So uh, head along to worstideaofalltime.com for tickets. Not only that, but Guy and I have both got our solo, solo, ah. I said it weird, stand-up comedy shows, which you should also see. There's no live streams for those as far as I know. No, but... If you're in Auckland or Wellington, you can buy tickets right now. Just go yeah. to comedyfestival.co.nz. If you know anyone in New Zealand, you simply must insist that they go. Yeah. Because um, we got a few tickets to shift. All right. It's uh, going to be a good show. Otherwise... Look after yourselves. Don't let what happened to George happen to you. (laughs) 